Good morning, church. Good morning. Now we're awake. Good morning, I'm Pastor Lisa, and I want to welcome you to worship this morning. And one of my favorite ways to worship is um, in song, if you didn't know that already about me. And so we're going to start our worship with song, but you're going to get to be really privileged this morning to hear our certified lay minister, Glory Tharp, yeah. preach. So yay. Come on. We're singing first. Stand up. <laughs> so bossy this morning, right? How many of you know that God is awesome? I do. Okay. I'm going to ask you one more time. How many of you know that God is awesome? I do. He's a great God. Amen? Amen. And so, God, because we know that you are great, we want to give you all the praise. We want to give you all the glory, all the honor. Because truly, God, it is due to your matchless name. If it wasn't for you, God, I don't know where we would be today. But because your mercy endures forever, Lord. We are thankful to be here. And we want to exalt you. We want to praise you. We want to let everyone know, God, who you are. You're bigger than every problem that there is, God. And you're so big that you can handle the whole world. And you're small enough to reign in our hearts. And so we thank you this day. Bless our worship as we sing praises to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you just put your hands together for the King of Kings? Because he's worthy to be praised. Come on, put your hands together.
God like Jehovah. There is no 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 God like Jehovah.
So every Sunday we offer an opportunity, we call it pegs, to pray or engage or give or serve. And over the summer, this is my favorite time, we do um, what we call a 10 for 10. So over the summer we pick 10 missions or programs that really need to be highlighted, either because they're going on in the summer or because in the summer that's, it's harder for them. Um, so we want to come alongside them and support them. So this week we're highlighting Vacation Bible School. Um, I know, for me, um, being a big kid, this is one of my favorite things to get to do with our children, and it's a wonderful way to bring them to Christ and to teach, teach them the music, teach them the songs. My, my grandson comes home singing them already because he's already started hearing them. He's only five. And so it's a great mission and ministry of this church. So if you can, we have um, gift bags for you to drop your gift into. You like that? So clever. Um, or you can give online. But it's one way that we can really highlight our children. And um, we would love it if you could come alongside us every week this summer. So we are going to introduce the lovely Glory now. Everybody listens to Lisa. Like, like Pastor Rafe said last week, so sorry. prayer, it's time. <laughs> I don't have any problem with that. I love to pray. How about you? Good morning, everyone. Let's bow our heads and have a moment of prayer with our Lord. Oh God, may your ever gracious spirit be upon us now as we awaken to your word and our desires to be with you in worship. Send us with the mysteries of living and die, dying and, and help these seeds be planted deep within us that they may grow slowly and constant. Align us to your purpose as we bring our listening hearts. And this morning, let us find a gentle touch in our struggles. Help us to be bold in our loving, brave to face down our terror, and hopeful in the future of your kingdom. Please, Father, be merciful of us when we unknowingly deny you and melt over us as we worship you today, together as one body, in union with Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Can you stand with us as we sing about the name?
Well, once again, what a blessed morning it is to worship. It's great to have good friends coming to visit as well. Um, it's wonderful when we gather both in person as well as online. So I'd like to, to thank everyone that's online for, for zooming in too. Um, my name is Glory Tharp. As she said, I'm a lay minister here at New Horizon. And uh, I just want to say thank you to the entire church to, to welcome me as a lay minister to do the sermon today. It's really my joy and my pleasure to do that. Pastor Peyton and Pastor Lisa and I just returned actually from our yearly conference up in beautiful Lakeland. Anybody ever been to Lakeland? The campus is amazing. It's actually one of the largest Frank Lloyd Wright uh, campuses in the world, so it's really something to see. But it's always so invigorating when we go to conference because we're among all the leaders of the entire Southeast District. And these conferences happen all over the globe. So it's really fun because when we get together, we talk about what we do worldwide as a connectional church. And I would welcome anybody to go on the website and actually see some of the things that, that we have our hands and our feet in. And many of you are parts of those mission, uh, missions that happen in and throughout the world, uh, both here in America as well as all over the world. So this, this year's theme was really a beautiful theme, and I want us to think about that. Um, it was rebuilding the church and remembering, remembering the body, creating a spiritual home for all. It is wonderful to be a part of a worldwide church, and I, I love it when we remember that. And uh, if you want to go on the website and see some of those wonderful speakers and meetings and see some of the things that we are actually doing, please feel free to go to the Florida UMC, flumc.org, and you'll see many of those, uh, those speakers on that website. And, and actually, Pastor Rafe talked a lot last week about reformation. We are all, every church is in a reformation period right now. So this theme was really fitting for all of us. And reformation means reforming, right? And after COVID, we really do have to reform the church, but we also have to look at what's happening in our world today in a reformation way. Um, everything's moving, everything's changing, and there's so much turbulence now in the world. So as Christians, we have an opportunity. We can see this as an opportunity to create peace and justice and all the things that are so important in this world today. It felt good to come together and conference over pressing issues of our times, peace, justice, equality, and so much more. Again, take a look at the website, um, and I think you'll be very, very impressed and, and maybe even want to plug in somewhere and, and do something that would be of grace to God. So our scripture readings today are from the Gospel of John 16, 12 through 15, and Proverbs 8, 1 through 4, and 22 through 31. They'll be on the screen, or if you'd like to follow in your Bibles, please do. But I want you to listen closely to these words. There's a reason why I took from the lectionary today two scriptures. 
there is this bridge from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And I want you to see and, and hear that bridge and know that that bridge still beyond that comes to us. There's another bridge and that's where we come in. So let's listen closely and hear these words from long ago and sort of recapture the very power in which we hold even today in these scriptures. John 16, 12 through 15, I have much to say to you, but you can't handle it now. However, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. He won't speak on his own but will say whatever he hears and will proclaim to you what is to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and proclaim it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. That's why I said that the Spirit takes what is mine and will proclaim it to you. And then Proverbs. 8, 1 through 4, 22 through 31. Doesn't wisdom cry out and understanding shout? Atop the heights along the path at the crossroads, she takes her stand. By the gate before the city, at the entrances, she shouts, I cry out to you, people. Your voice gets out to all of humanity. The Lord created me at the beginning of his way, before his deeds long in the past. I was formed in ancient times, at the beginning before the earth was. When there were no watery depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs flowing with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. Before God made the earth and the fields or the first of the dry land, I was there when he established the heavens. When he marked out the horizon of the deep sea, when he thickened the clouds above, when he secured the fountains of the deep, when he set a limit for the sea so the water couldn't go beyond his command, when he marked out the earth's foundations, I was beside him as a master of crafts. I was having fun, smiling before him all the time, frolicking even with his inhabited earth and delighting in the human race. Herein at the reading of God's holy, holy word, let us have ears to hear and hearts that will understand. Bow your heads and pray with me. Father God, may the words from my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing unto you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So to refresh our memories, whether you were at service last week or not, I want to go over sort of the first part of John and remind us of something that Pastor Rafe preached on last week. It was from John 14, 8 through 17. When Jesus assured his disciples that whoever believes in me will do the works that I do, they will do even greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. He said, I will do whatever you ask for in my name 
so that the Father can be glorified through the Son. I will ask the Father, and he will send another companion who will be with you forever. This companion is the Spirit of Truth, who the world can't receive because it neither sees him nor recognizes him. This week's reading in John is sort of a continuation of this gospel, isn't it? Here, Jesus is actually talking about the promised advocate who would come in his place when he was gone. And this was difficult for the disciples to understand, wasn't it? I think it's even difficult for us to understand today because so often we think seeing is believing, right? So what did he mean? He had to leave, the disciples probably asked. Leave? Go where? Advocate? Who are you sending? What kind of a companion? Is it going to be a he, a she? What is it going to look like? Are they going to be able to perform miracles like you've done before us? There probably were a lot of questions. We know this from the scriptures. In our second reading from Proverbs, we find intriguing words that almost seemed to come from Jesus himself, describing the same spirit. And yet, they were written by David's son, Solomon, long before Jesus was born, long, long before. It's no wonder why Solomon became known as the wisest man to ever live, who would ever even walk the earth. And he actually wrote these words very early on in his reign as king. Proverbs are not just written expressions like feelings. They're not, it's not poetry. They were spirit-inspired. And we find these connections all in and throughout the Bible, don't we? Webster's Dictionary defines a proverb as a short, concise sentence that conveys moral truth. The book of Proverbs is a whole collection of these wise statements. If you've never visited those chapters, please do. They are words for life. The main theme of Proverbs, as many of you probably already know, depicts the very nature of wisdom. But had you ever thought of wisdom and understanding as this living, moving, breathing being? Because that's kind of how he describes it, right? In our scripture today, Solomon gives these words movement and voice and asks a very pointed question, not even just for the early, the early folks who knew God very well, the Israelites, but for us today even. Doesn't wisdom cry out and understanding shout? Let's ask ourselves another question today after reading this. Have you ever wanted to just literally crawl out of your skin when, when you hear something or see something unjust that happens around you? And you feel that, that you just want others to, to have wisdom and understanding in that situation? I don't know about you, but when I watch the news, I, I feel that way many times. Why? Why, God? Why does this have to happen? 
Where is the conscience of the world? We cry out. Wisdom cries out. Understanding cries out within us. He goes on to say, atop the heights along the path, at the crossroad, she takes her stand. By the gate before the city, at the entrances, she shouts, I cry out to you, people. My voice goes out to all humanity, everyone, all humanity. Solomon has now pulled us to the very heart of God, hasn't he? And what a perfect scripture for Peace and Justice Sunday. That's today. Here we come to understand that it is God's voice calling out to all who will listen. Will you listen? That in his infinite wisdom and care for humanity and all creatures here on earth and even in the heavens, he guides us with his voice that it will indeed be like this audible voice to us even, convicting us to use wisdom and understanding as we live our lives. In a recent Bible study entitled Hearing the Whisper of God by Mark Batterson, and actually I brought the book because if anyone wants a wonderful read, this really describes the voice of God. In my opinion, it, it's, it's profound. Um, and it's, it's a very fast read, but it's really a wise read. He describes God's voice as a mere whisper in a completely different decibel system than what we're used to. Also in promptings, in dreams, in desires, in people, and in doors. Think about that, doors that close. Why do they close? Doors that open. Why do they open? Clearly, our author is speaking of the Holy Spirit of God, the one we so seldom call upon for wisdom and clarity, the one Jesus spoke of to the disciples. Did you notice that Solomon does not use the word knowledge anywhere in this scripture? I think because we can have all the knowledge in the world, but without wisdom, we lack the ability to live out what we know in a godly way, to live wisely, to live in peace and justice, in love, and in willingness to serve one another. After all, that's all God calls us to do, isn't it? That's it, in a nutshell to love one another. One of the commandments is love your neighbor as yourself. I love how the author depicts our relationship with God in these words. As if it were a listening friendship, harmoniously hearing the voice of reason from the top of the hills to the valleys below. That even before God created the heavens and the earth, wisdom and understanding was there. And that first and foremost, God wants us to be in close relationship with him. That we would hear his voice as we go on this journey of life together. 
I believe this scripture helps us to further understand how the Spirit of God is consistent in the world. That from the beginning of all creation, there was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit working together in unity, creating all things and delighting in it all. That is the same spirit who rides the peaks and valleys with you and I today. The promised spirit that Jesus talked about in our gospel lessons today. And the same spirit that Solomon wrote about so long ago. Isaiah 40, 31 says, But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. So part of having this kind of wisdom and understanding that Solomon is describing here is learning how to wait on the Lord's movement in our lives, right? And in that waiting, hearing his voice, feeling his grace literally wash over us. We hear that voice in varied ways. It's up to us to listen to his call upon our lives. We are in a waiting mode right now, aren't we? Some are waiting for renewed health. Others are waiting for babies to be born. COVID hit and we have to wait for less sickness now. Better therapeutics, available therapeutics even. Less need for mask wearing. We wait for gas prices to go down now. Food prices to go down. <laughs> we even wait to see what the weather's gonna do before we make any plans for heaven's sakes. We now await the greeting of our new senior pastor, Jackie Jones. So last week we said farewell to our loved Pastor Rafe and Amy. It was a blessed service of communion. And yeah, we had a lot going on last Sunday, but there were strong messages. And Pastor left us with this really strong and positive message of the future of New Horizon. He reminded us of our heritage and our vision, as well as our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ. He spoke of the future of New Horizon and the ever-present movement of the Holy Spirit, not only in the life of our church, but in the lives of our pastors and our people. Now we wait and prepare for something new. Full well knowing that the Holy Spirit is indeed with us. And as we prepare for welcoming Pastor Jackie Jones, we're also reminded of the Holy Spirit's worldwide movement as she joins us from her homeland of Africa. Many of us met Jackie and can confirm that she brings with her the heart of a servant. And for this, we are so grateful ready to serve where he has called her, just as Pastor Rafe is ready to serve where the Spirit has called him. What a joy and what a blessing to be a part of this worldwide connection. When God's Spirit moves, there's always change because he is a creator. That's what he does. He moves and he shakes 
he trembles sometimes. It is what God does best. And when we pray for the Holy Spirit to be our advocate, we are praying in complete trust. Let us, however, uh, excuse me, that however he answers, he will walk alongside of us, 100%. And let us always remember to pray for our pastors who follow the Spirit's lead and our neighbors. Many times change is difficult, but with change also comes a much deeper understanding of God's greatest works in us, truly. And change helps us to pull closer to God, to each other, as we learn to trust that he sees so much more than we do in the building up of the body. In closing, let us be thankful for the movement of the Holy Spirit. Let us embrace the Father's all-knowing wisdom and understanding to trust in his answers. Amen? Amen. Bow your heads and pray with me. Father, we just want to thank you for the Holy Spirit, our comforter, our inner compass and guidance. Your word says that he will be ever-present with us through all kinds of circumstances, that he will strengthen us in our weakness, encourage us when we are discouraged, pray for us before your throne, and minister your word to us. Your Holy Spirit will convict us of sin, illumine our minds to truth, atop the heights along the path, at the crossroads, the Holy Spirit will take a stand. We pray that from the branches of our lives, the Spirit may produce the fruit that will feed our hungry world. Amen. Most time when I get in front of this piano, keyboard, whatever you want to call it, it's always time to work, you guys. So you can sing with us, right?
glory. Show us, show us your power. Show us, show us your glory, Lord. Show us, show us, show us your glory. Show us, show us your power. Show us, show us your glory, Lord. Open up the heavens. We want to see you. Open up the floodgates. A mighty river flowing from your heart. Filling every part of our praise. Sing it one more time. Open up the heavens. Open up the heavens. We want to see you. Open up the floodgates. A mighty river flowing from your heart. Filling every part of our Open up the heavens. Open up the heavens. 